Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events and emerged triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how. Hello there, and I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Today, we are going on another Mission Unstoppable with The Drunken Chemist, a company that seeks to pamper, protect, and heal the skin through their high-quality, small-batch soap and bath products. However, this company goes beyond the surface level of the skin and surfactants to being true and concerned global partners who think about social impact, only source sustainable, simple, renewable, healthy ingredients, and TDC... Drunken Chemist supports many charitable and supportive groups, and today we will be discussing their partnership with Pathfinder, a social enterprise that assists others in bringing about positive, impactful change into the world, and TDC's idea to create jobs for impoverished women in India. Karen Bacilio is the founder and chief chemist for The Drunken Chemist, a company she founded to encourage healthy and clean living in a fun and whimsical way, or as she says, because she's obsessed with chemistry and soap. Let's wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> I just Thank found you. out it's her birthday today. Armed with a master's. Birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. She's armed with a master's in life and chemical science. And in addition to her duties with DC, uh, TDC, Karen is also an associate professor and college chemistry teacher. She was born to military parents overseas 60 years ago. And it seems as though uh, her travel lust hasn't left her. And she has experienced uh, diverse cultures and environments around the globe. She has a loving, brilliant husband. That's a great <laughs> two beautiful sons, a gorgeous daughter-in-law, and two hideously spoiled cats. We'll have to hear about them in a moment. Also joining us is Christina Rest. She's a product developer and media specialist for The Drunken Chemist. She's also a screen actress and scriptwriter. Originally from Chicago, she divides her time between her L.A. and Chicago families. And when Christina isn't networking to extend TDC's outreach missions, she investigates all things ethically glamorous and soap-related. Welcome, ladies. Thank <laughs> How are you. you? Oh, oh! it's my pleasure. Karen, um, it's your birthday, yes. <laughs> as, as I stated. <laughs> uh, what a great day to reflect. You started TDC with your sister, Lisa. How did yeah, that come we, about? We actually, um, Lisa came in later. We started actually at a bar one night. I had, uh, <laughs> I had been in Portugal and come back with a lot of homemade soaps, and, and being a chemist was just fascinated by it and began to realize that I could create my own um, and wanted to make sure that it fit within the vision that you've talked about, the ethically um, responsible and global partner and all that. But being in a bar, uh, the first names that we pick for our soaps tend to be, tended to be things cocktail-oriented. So right. And we, we knew it would work when the bartender turned around and said, oh, I would buy that soap. I think I would buy that. So we immediately launched it. My daughter-in-law came up with the name The Drunken Chemist. Um, and so our first line of soaps were beer soaps. We made um, domestic and Highland malt and all these other soaps that were based in beer, which is very good for soap making and really good for your skin. Sure. And then we, we decided at some point um, – 
very early on that we didn't want to follow the traditional American dream entrepreneur path. We found that by um, going that direction, we would wind up with debt loads from, you know, well-meaning banks who wanted to give us money to start a company. And then... um, all kinds of other things that you sort of found yourself falling into, like, you know, tons of business cards. And there seemed to be a whole culture around the entrepreneur that ended up making money for a lot of people outside and loading the original idea with debt. And we just didn't want to do that one. At that point, my sister and I began to get more involved in the actual workings of a company because I can make soap. I mean, I'm very good at it. But I, the whole thing, um, building a business was kind of um, a mystery to me. So right. we began to look at it and realize that we we didn't want to follow down that path and two years later have cut our quality to make money to pay back debt or, you know, um, compromise in any way. So we stuck with the original lean company concept. Everything that we put into the company, you know, we got from our own funds. I, I would do some extra tutoring in chemistry, and we would put that money in there. And, um, you know, then we would do a custom show or a custom wedding, and that money would go back into the company. So everything we made went back in. And as we began to grow the company, we brought in um, a Julie Kaysen, who's a pharmacist, to help us with some of the more complicated uh, molecules and, and um, compounds. And uh, my daughter-in-law, Sarah Roseberry, who's a wellness um, nutritionist, certified on many levels, and I sadly don't know the names of all of them, but she came in with all the concepts of the wellness and nutrition, how soap actually could better your life, and it can chemically. It it is a substance you can put on your skin and make your skin better. Um, And hygiene, of course, is very important. So so through all that, we began to conceive that the drunken chemist was, was more than just us, that we could take it in further directions, you know, beyond just the the local-oriented charities or the, you know, we do give donations to Wounded Warrior for one of our soaps, which was made for our nephew who went to Afghanistan. And each time we made something, we wanted to give something back. Right. Um, I like how you just throw it, that away. Yeah, I just made soap to you. Proceeds yeah. from the Cavalry Clean Soap <laughs> yes. are donated to the Wounded Warrior Project. And, yeah. Uh, we, we and you don't donate make... Say, is it Say? Uh, the non-allergenic yeah. and non-scented soap to groups supplying chemotherapy patients. That's yeah. very important. Like don't, those aren't just throwaway lines. Those are you know meaningful and important uh, well, it, for people it, to it, notice it, and take you know take well, care of. Thank you. That's that just became the heart and soul of what we did. Um, and and uh, as we went on, each time we found something to, to donate to or make part of our, you know, we would make a soap specially for a certain group or, you know, we, we realized we could take it further, but we just, we didn't know how. You know, we, we wanted to, to take it further. We wanted it to be, you know, Tom's gives shoes back and sure. I think Warby Parker donates frames or glasses, um, depending upon how much you spend. And we wanted to be at that level, but certainly not an international company, although we're doing very well. Uh, so we brought in... Um, so Christina wait, where Rath. are you located? You're located where, exactly? We're in Charlotte, North Carolina. So okay. we have a lot of international connections because Charlotte is an internationally connected city in many, many ways. And my husband worked at Bank of America, and we travel a lot, so we were continually looking for a way to take us a step further in that direction. Is there a brick-and-mortar store? 
No, we, that was another commitment that we made. We sat and talked about, well, if we, if we did a storefront, mm-hmm. then we are committing a certain amount of our income to that. And so we're still, uh, we, we have a website. It took us two years, really, to segue into a website. This is, it's, we took it very, very slow. I think mm-hmm. most people by now would have had a storefront and, and you know, a, a much bigger web um, presence. Presence, yeah. Christina, when did you come into the, into the company? Well, um, I met Karen um, a few years ago, probably about four years ago now, three or four years ago, mm-hmm. through, through her son. I moved mm-hmm. out to Los Angeles um, a few, five years ago, six years ago, and I met her son, John, and we just we were we became best friends immediately. We decided that we were going to have a company together. We were going to start making movies together, producing. He writes, I act, you know, and then, you know, we switch, we switch roles there. We, we both write and act a little bit. And then, um, I, I don't know, to be honest, I have a really, I'm a very reserved person. So I had a, I have, I have a hard time with letting people into my life and with John and our other friends, it, it was so easy just to fall in love with all of them. So, uh, to be honest, I, I don't know, Karen, I don't know if you remember, but I Facebook stalked Karen. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, hi, this is Christina. This is John's friend. Um, I hope I get to meet you one day. Hope you're cool. And, um, she's like, well, yeah, I want to meet you. So she, she flew us out to Charlotte. We hung out and I just, I just fell in love with Karen. We got along really well. Um, I was, I was ecstatic about her business, the drunken chemist. I thought it was brilliant. I've been obsessed with skincare for as long as I can remember, you know, and, and, um, and, and health and taking care of people. Um, I don't like being had. So when I see a label that says something and it doesn't do what it, what it says it's going to do, or, or it's, it's unethical or it's unsafe for your skin. I don't like that. And everything about her was honest and beautiful. And so, you know, over the next couple of years, I would be like, Hey, you should do this for a soap. Hey, you should do that because that would be awesome, you know? And it was, you know, it was a little selfish for me. Sure. I, like, I want that, you know? And then uh, one day she called me probably just over a year ago and she's like, hey, you want to work for me? I'm like, of course. It was no brainer, obviously. You know, it was kind of a fantasy to work with somebody that I care so much about and, and have business with. That's that's really what I wanted. That that's makes me happy. Great. I'm Greek, so that's what yeah, I want. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that story. So, Karen, was, was social impact, is that something that's always, you know, been a part of who you are and what you do? Was that um, on your radar or, you Yeah, know? I, I think that um, I was raised. And, you know, my parents were military. We were raised around the world. And we saw cultures that weren't as privileged as the American, you know, environment is. We we take so much for granted. And in seeing other environments, it, it always stuck in my head. My mother is is very um, Christian. She's Methodist. And um, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm Catholic, but I'm not uh, uh evangelical in that sense. I think it comes just more from an understanding that as privileged as we are, we need to give back. Um, mm-hmm. People talk about paying it forward. I always feel as though that just has to be who who you are, you know. And, right. and seeing all of the situations, I always wanted to be able to help somehow the small things that I felt we did, even though they are part of the company. And we do a lot of outreach. I mean, my sister volunteers continually. I think she does not know the, the word no. Uh, I think that if you called her right now and said, you know, there's a group uh, here that need help, she would fly in and help you. And between the two of us, and, and we felt we had a real good soulmate in Christina, the day I called her and described what we were doing with Pathfinder, she actually started crying. She was so excited, <laughs> and, I, and I was too. It, it, it just became part of that this has to be done uh, mm. 
in in giving back. We had to we had to make an impact. We had to do something that was better than just simply enjoying the goods and the blessings that we had. Um, and I didn't want to do it in a way that would be a one time gesture and then would be. Diffuse That's a good place on. to stop because we're going to go to commercial break. Let's stop okay. there for a moment because when we come back, I want you to, you know, uh, talk a little bit more about that. You didn't want it to be a one-time gesture, and we'll talk about Pathfinder and and you know your plans for that and your hopes and dreams. And we are going to go to commercial, so stick around, stay wherever you are. Don't go too far away. Grab a drink, do what you need to do, and and uh, come right back because we'll be talking more with Karen and Christina. Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's We have a book titled The Art of Doing Nothing by Veronica Vienne in our guest room by the bed. I'm telling you, this book is an impossible challenge. In the state of Maine, it's said that someone who bottoms chairs for a living is lazy, presumably because one's bottom is perpetually in the chair. To sozzle means to laze around or perform a task in a sloppy way. The word is mainly found in New England. A quote from 1848 describes the term as used by housekeepers in certain parts of Connecticut to refer to a lazy person. Other words for lazy people are abbey lovers, scabberlatchers, and slaughter pooches. To me, the ultimate love lolly is someone who is too lazy to even think like they're working. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. You can have the best trainer in the world design an exercise program for you. But if you don't do it, it's not worth anything. You can join the most expensive fitness club in town. But if you don't go and exercise, it is worthless. To be a success in any exercise program, you must be consistent. It's the steady, constant exerciser who makes fitness and activity a lifestyle that excels and succeeds. Sometimes our busy schedules seem to prohibit us from exercising every day. So many people only work out one to two days a week and push themselves so hard that their intensity is too high. Even though this type of workout makes them feel good mentally, it is not the best way to exercise. It is better to moderately exercise in some form every day. Consistency is the key to exercise success. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. And we're back with the Drunken Chemist organization. <laughs> We've got Karen Bacilio and Kristen Rest, and I am your host, Frankie Picasso. Thanks for joining us on Mission Unstoppable Radio. Okay, Karen, when we left, you were talking about how you wanted to make a social impact, but you didn't want it to be a, a one-time event. You wanted it to be something that was more impactful and, and I guess, more ongoing. Right. I, I think that there's that old adage, which I think everybody's tired of, but, you know, you teach a man to fish as opposed to giving him sure. a fish. But we, we felt as though something that we did had to make an impact beyond just here's, here's the money or here's, a, you know, a gesture and, and go on. So my husband, who uh, Joe Vosilio, who works for who worked for Bank of America at the time, worked with Shivani Singh, who is one of the partners of um, Pathfinder. Sure. And she, they were having lunch in New York, and he called me that night, and he said, I just met Shivani. You know, you, you've never met her, but we work together. And she has left Bank of America to start this um, 
it's called Pathfinder, and it is a group that's going to make a difference in people's lives. And mm-hmm. I went, that's fascinating, but, you know, what, what you know, how, why are you mentioning her to me? He said, well, we were talking about what she was planning on doing, and uh, she was talking about outreach into parts of India. And uh, he said, I told her, well, you know my wife makes soap. <laughs> I said, right, and she'd laugh right. at you, and he goes, no, she wants to talk to you. So we Skyped, and um, and it was the most amazing conversation. We realized that soap, even though it is something that Americans take for granted, is something that around the world is, does not have a presence. The concept of soap and hygiene is so important to an impoverished environment, but, you know, it is not necessarily available. Um, and India, I mean, the, the the oils and the the herbs and the spices and you know all of the different yeah. you know qualities that you could something you could do with India, and I I think the thing that just immediately the two of us realized made just the most challenging and exciting part of it all was that you're walking into an area that water is you know not central to their lives they sure. don't have. Uh, potable water. They don't have drinkable water, yet soap needs water. Right. Um, and then there were other things like lye. Could you look, you know, lye is caustic, it's sodium hydroxide. You have to have it to make soap, but how could you secure it so that a child wouldn't get hurt or in, a, in an unsecure environment, could you use something like that? And the, the chemical challenge of it and the the um, cultural challenge of it and how what what kinds of things could you do also the lean business program that we've worked with where you wouldn't as a third world you know, go into a third world nation and go okay you know, give me give me some money and i will set sure. you up with a franchise right you could somehow create the situation where they built it themselves um you know, you would have a business backing in it somehow, so it would be a business model, but it it, it wouldn't be a one-time thing. It would be something that they could carry with them. Yeah, it's Uh, fantastic. It's fantastic idea. I just want to say one thing about Pathfinder. Uh, Pathfinder is made up of the team of Jessica Ventile and Shivani Singh, as as we already mentioned. They are two human rights activists whose company creates solutions to enable the world's most vulnerable by simultaneously influencing academics, policy, and social entrepreneurship. And their vision is to enable local socialpreneurs uh, so that they can provide for themselves, their families, and their communities. So it's perfect, the, you know, the blending of your idea to teach and fran- you know, disenfranchise women in India, really, um, and impoverished women, something that would totally appeal to Pathfinder, as well as, I think, to any mother, woman who... Um, really now would have the ability to to have hope have hope mm-hmm. of you know sending their children to school hope mm-hmm. of you know feeding their families and clothing them and and even hope of just having you know uh the ability to say yes or no to a husband even you know mm-hmm. wait i've got my own business man <laughs> right exactly well in the hygiene part of it to have yeah. some kind of a clean environment for your children you know right. to soap is a basic hygiene that, that so many of these areas don't have so it, it's something where you given them not just you know a, a one-time thing they can change their lives i mean they can take it and move forward into an area where you're right they they aren't necessarily dependent upon a husband in an abusive situation. They can feel a little comfortable. It, it, but it's got to be something they own. And, and that's part of what our business model is so important to this 
whole endeavor. We're not going to walk in there as a third world country. I wasn't, you know, when we were talking about it earlier, too, it was kind of like, well, there's so many groups, and they're doing a good thing. They're teaching them to make, uh, I think, Sadara and several others on Facebook. They make pants and clothes and ship them. But, um, you know, that's a third world model that's been used over and over again. It's not necessarily... It may or may not be, and I'm not trying to discourage what they're doing. I think what they're doing is great, but it it didn't fit into us as much as being able to take local resources that they would have and make something unique that they could sell there and eventually sell elsewhere in the world and join the global marketplace if they wanted. Have you heard of Barb Stegman and Seven Virtues? Have you heard of her? No. No. Barb Stegman, um, she's Canadian. She started Mm -hmm. a perfume company called Seven Virtues. And what she had done, she had been in the military and one of her friends, I think, had died. And that's what caused her to do this in Afghanistan. But she started with Afghanistan and then she moved to... um, she, she moved to Rwanda and, and Israel and the Middle East. But what she, what she did, uh, and it's great, is that she, bought, she, she took the poppy fields and turned them into orange blossoms so that she could make the perfume from the yeah. essential oils. And she oh. buys it from these growers at, you know, good rates. So mm-hmm. they, can, they have a supplier, of, always have a supplier for her perfume. Um, but they also... It's not like, you know, we're going to pay you a little bit of money. They get, they get world rates for, you know, wow. these essential oils. And That's so it's bad. a beautiful thing. And she's created um, these wonderful essences. And my favorite one is called Middle East Peace. And it, it's gorgeous. It's made from lime and, and uh, sweetie grapefruit oil and, and basil and cedar and bamboo. It's just beautiful. It's the most beautiful scent. <laughs> and, and that's a really nice model to have is that you're, you're – like you're buying the oils in India, you're buying, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you need there. And then mm-hmm. the women, you know, on the other hand, they get to help sustain that in their own country and create a business for themselves. So it's, it's similar in a way, and it's nice. That is nice. I, that I you're helping the economy. I'll definitely have to look that up because that certainly sounds like she's done some stuff that we would, could certainly learn from. Yeah, we could definitely learn from that. I, yeah, I think she, they actually got money from the sharks, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, from one, of the, one of the few who got on the show, and Brent became one of her partners. <laughs> but you know, I mean, but that's because it's such a beautiful idea. Yeah, and, it's, and we need more of that, and we need more uh-huh. people like you, you know, you guys, um, and Shivani and, and Jessica to go out into the world and and help make that happen. So, but I'm I'm curious when you think about them, you're going to teach them how to make the soap, and you have to overcome those obstacles of no water first. Have you figured right. that out? There are quite a few um, different things that we that I've been thinking about. Just in, I've spoken to Christina about them. I think a lot of it will depend upon getting a better working knowledge. And Shivani, uh, we're working on either a trip or getting some more research for the local situation. But there are a couple of different ways you could do it. You could set up a central location of some sort and then have the water and the lye there so that they would come and take back uh, kind of a melt and pour base where they would mm-hmm. take it back and they would then add their own oils. It would be local sourced, but some of the more um, challenging and dangering, uh, dangerous kind of chemicals would not be in their homes. Right. That doesn't. That's not as good a model, I think, for the women. You make them dependent upon a local, you know, right. area. You might have to set it up as some kind of a, uh, I don't know, a, a commune of some kind or. Um, that's one particular aspect. The other aspect is I've been doing a lot of research on survivalist sites, which it makes me laugh just to think that that's where I went. But they have a lot of really good 
data on how to get clean water right. and how to use, like, lye and how to make soap. Mm-hmm. I guess after the apocalypse, they're going to be the ones right. making the soap. So sure. it was, it's a great website to visit if you, if you need to know anything. Yeah. But, you know, this, this is a, a process I think really deserves to be kind of a cottage process. I'd like not to stray too far from that because I think, I don't know, some of us may remember uh, their grandmothers on the farm. I have a friend who talks about his grandmother making her own soap with wood ash and how if you took a shower you'd lose the layer of skin, you know, with her soap. Right. But, uh, you know, that's, that model appeals to me more than a centralized location. But it, we have to be flexible. We have to, it has so to fit into So what is it that the lie does exactly? What's the lie? What's its purpose? Well, it's a, it, you're basically doing an acid-based reaction. And, uh-huh. um the acid has to be the fats. All of the fats and oils that you use are acidic. So you have to have a very strong base, which is sodium hydroxide or lye, and you are neutralizing all that into triglycerides and salts. Um, and, and tell me when your eyes glaze over because I can go no, on. No, no, no. I I'm thinking, you know, like you've got goat's milk that you can use there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and milk itself is acidic, a little acidic. Um, anything that's an oil-based or fat-based can be used. And usually what we do is vegetable oils because those are more appealing. In the Midwest, you would use beef tallows and pig tallows in the South, you know, the the fat that you would get rendered from what you butchered. Um, I assume um, most of the oils that we would be using for acids in India would be plant-based, like neem oil, which is amazing. Neem is very, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it is, and I, we have a soap, spa neem, which is wonderful. It is so very healing and it's great for your skin. Um, so something like that, that's what excites me too, is if we'll get over there and find oils that we hadn't known about, um, that are locally produced that, you know, we can then, they can then obtain, I assume, a little cheaper. Obviously we're not looking to import anything. They're going to use whatever yeah. is there. So we can't, we can't be, we have to be very flexible at this point. And is there a name that you have? Like, I can't imagine drunken chemist would. Oh, we have to change work that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to change that. And we knew that. We knew that we going love in. love our name. Oh, I do too. But it, that's basically why we, the new website, which we're pulling together now, will have more TDC on it. And at some point we'll, we'll change the name fully, I'm sure. It certainly served us well, and we love it. And we have a lot of people who call it's us. It's a and say, fun name, and it really is. It's very fun, and, and it's intriguing, and it makes you want to know more. Absolutely. It's but awesome. it won't work in a culture outside. It <laughs> doesn't work in a culture that doesn't drink. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Not going to be. And a lot of people, I had someone stop me at a church show once and say, well, you should not be here because you're drunk and soap. <laughs> and I said, well, let me tell you, Catholics drink. I know that. So I'm, I'm good do. to go in a Catholic. Absolutely. Industry. We're going to take another commercial break. We've got uh, two more after this one. But everybody, stay in your seats. Don't go too far. If you have to uh, have a bio break, go do that right now because we're going to come back and speak some more with Karen and Christina, and we can't wait to do that. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about what's in your soap. I mean, besides, yeah, is there booze in your soap? And and Uh, what are the names and what are they good for? And uh, all of that wonderful stuff. As I said, I I just received a beautiful basket from Karen, and I'm very excited to try them, and they smell luscious. So here we go. Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. 
Stop. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show. Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Most of the time, exercise rejuvenates you and increases your energy. But every once in a while, you may find that you're feeling tired in your workout, and every movement is an effort. My advice is simple. Turn up the music. Listening to fast-paced, uplifting music can really be helpful. According to the Journal of Sport and Exercise Psychology, your overall endurance improves by 15%, when you exercise to music. So put on your preferred playlist or turn the radio up and treat yourself to a great workout while listening to your favorite music. The pulsating beat and uplifting lyrics can truly spur you on to complete your exercise and also to get an outstanding workout. Turn up the music and turn up the energy and motivation. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. And we're back. It's Mission Unstoppable, and these two are unstoppable, Karen and Christina. And we are going to go to India again. But first, I want to talk about the unstoppable TDC, the Drunken Chemist Soap. So, is there booze in your soaps? Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Only only in a couple. Um, We started with beer soap because beer is wonderful for the skin i, I think if that got out more no, people would shampoo, not yeah right it oh and it's, it's good for shampoo but it it reacts with the uh, lye wonderfully and gets very creamy bubbling you know wonderful golden soap that nice. uh, our domestic is based on that and the very first beer we used was paps blue ribbon because oh, it really? was cheap <laughs> <laughs> but it, it turned out to make the best soap. We do make beer, and our Irish friends hate this. We do make beer with uh, Guinness. Uh-huh. We call it OMG, and they think it's a waste of a good beer, but it makes an amazing dark gold soap. So beer soap is really wonderful. Um, yeah, beer, beer tastes terrible, but to put it on your skin, that's that's something else. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't smell like beer. That's the other thing. We get people oh, stopping us. No, no, no. It, it, no that no. all reacts. And we put a little orange in it, so you get kind of an orange or vetiver, which is a woodsy scent the men really like. That's yeah, I like a little vetiver. Bit of wood. Yeah. So all of those um, go in. And we also do hop soap, which is not beer, but has real hops in it, which is wonderful for your skin. Um, we do, um, I know you do a, a red, red wine. Is there champagne in the champagne? A little. I don't, we no. don't use much because there's so much sugar in it, it'll throw off the chemical mixture. 
Okay. So there's, there's just enough to kind of scent it. Um, and then we, we do add a few other oils to push that. Um, the pina colada has coconut in it, but no coconut vodka. The problem with mm-hmm. alcohol when you're making soap is that alcohol can react and occasionally can combust when oh. you're trying to react. It's a, yeah. We, we have That's to right. kind of be very careful. But most of them do have a little bit, and then um, uh, we add the scents in. And But nothing smells like uh Alcohol. You're not going to go right. walking around smelling like you just had tequila. Um, we do have something for after called Hangover Helper, which oh. is wonderful. I, I, I think I sent you some of that. That one has a Hangover Helper. It's really good for hangovers. Sure. <laughs> it's good for hangovers. It's good for headaches. It's good if you just need to relax a little bit. It's it's amazing. So what is there essential oil in that? Like yeah, that yeah, one just, has peppermint to soothe your stomach. <clears throat> and yeah, patchouli for the scent, lavender to calm you down. It, nice. it really makes a difference, and that's good for allergies too. If you just don't feel good, you know, it's good for all of that. Um, Highland malt actually doesn't have any kind of a. It's a malt. We use a stout beer in it. Um, honey pale ale does have some honey pale. We make it with honey pale ale. So any of the beer soaps that have a name to them, that is actually used in it. Um, okay. The and baby of- bergamot is that. Doesn't have anything to do with seals or whales, does it? <laughs> no, baby bergamot we created for a custom order, and it's this gorgeous pink. It actually was not meant for kids; it was meant for the mamas at the shower because it has tons of cocoa butter in it for stretch marks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's and that's pretty cool. it, it's a beautiful pink because that's they were expecting a little girl. So that's the other thing that that um, I think makes us fun and flexible and, and excited about getting to India is we don't have just stock recipes we can customize so much because we we've done all our research we spent two years researching all of this before we ever really brought it to market so, so i could call you and get a custom soap just for me yes whatever you my, whatever you like wedding or something you, you'll create mm-hmm. something new and and, and wonderful yes and How and cool then we we can talk about your school, your skin conditions, because you know we say that it's sure. the largest organ in the body. It protects right. everything else, and that's that's part of also the hygiene aspect of you know what we're we're looking at for Pathfinder is that we we need to know what their issues are for skincare, sure. and then we can they can create soaps that respond to that. A lot of the old essential oils are very antiseptic. I mean, they're yes. wonderful. You know, they're yeah, antifungal, they're antiseptic, and the neem oh. and the yeah, there's one out of uh, Australia called Manuka, which is wonderful yeah, Manuka, as well. Yeah. So all of them use, and we super fat, so there is actually some of that oil in the bar. A lot of the stuff reacts, but we have about 5 to 10%. So you're actually getting those essential oils. And we're very cautious, you know, um, we don't make uh, soaps specifically that we, if it's for a pregnant woman, we'll say, no, you can't have this, you can't have this. Or, you know, our, our bars do note which ones should not be used by women who are pregnant or other conditions. So so what, what what's the shelf life? Oh, three, batch. four years. So three, four years. Pregnant, I have so, four yeah, years. I have like three years, four years. It's okay. unbelievable. This stuff lasts forever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I bet it does. And Christina, you had one called coconut made for you, I think. Oh yeah, my uh, my favorite scent in the whole world is coconut, and I have I have super dry skin. So Karen made this amazing bar called Christina's Coconut, and I just I can't get enough of it. I use it on my face too, and I'm I'm very very. 
I'm very selective about the products that I use. And, and that's why I started working with the Drunken Chemist because the products are amazing. I also want to give a shout out to the Cleary Sage Bar. <laughs> this is for the ladies. Um, so basically I get really bad cramps once a month and I can't even lie. When I use this Clary Sage bar, I will like go to sleep with this bar next to me because the Clary Sage in this, in this bar by the drunken chemist, it really has alleviated cramps for me and, and just relaxed me all around. Just, it's amazing. Every woman should own that bar. (laughs) You know, I like things with grapefruit in it and, Oh Yeah. I love stuff with grapefruit, the scent, the scent of it. I, were, I read an article that said that if a guy smells grapefruit on a woman, she looks uh, five to ten pounds thinner to him. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, you know, our spa citrus has grapefruit and Which a tangerine. One? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> so I need to start using that more. I'll have to Wait, what's that? We were talking about it. It's called Spa Citrus. I think oh, I, spa I citrus. hope yeah, I sent it. Yeah, I have one of those. Yes, yes, yes. You I did. think one of the face candies, too, we were talking about putting grapefruit in one of the face candies. Grapefruit or peach or something. I can't remember. Karen, do you, I think it was you know peach, what we were working on? We ended up um, using um, peppermint um, and orange oh, because okay. orange is a little okay. astringent and lime for the men, but they don't. That's a new bar that we make that's half and half. It's half activated charcoal on one side, and the other side is the moisturizing regular soap. So if you need to exfoliate, you do, and if you don't, you flip it over. That'd so. be like for a mechanic too, wouldn't it? Yeah. Chance. There are some. I, I I think that the the best part is just sitting there looking at all the different soaps that we've made that are so specific and help so much. The Clary Sage, while no pregnant woman really should be using it because no, there no. is a there is an aspect to it, but I have friends who cannot live without it. And and the Clary Sage has well been, you know, for many years has been known to help with menstrual cramps. So when we right. put it in the soap, it's just subtle enough that it makes it does make a difference. And so. red clover, have you used that in anything? I haven't yet. That's one I've been looking at. I would love to get some of that and play with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben, are you using... listening? Ben, my producer, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I want to know. I want to know what your favorite scent is on a woman. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I like peppermint. Peppermint. Uh-huh. We have this fabulous bar called Nelly Bell, which is hot pink and has, is a peppermint soap. And oh, do you think really... Lisa would like that? I. I think, think we so. need to make sure you get some. <laughs> yeah, and the face candy too. That one for oh, sure. Oh, face candy sounds good. Yeah, What's that one? Yeah. That's the one that's the, yeah, we have to get you that's, some of that. That's half yeah. and half. That's the half activated oh, charcoal. The, the half yeah. activated, half activated charcoal, yeah. half um, cleansing, moisturizing soap, and they're, they're candy size. We're actually going to release them in little candy packets eventually. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. They're the best face soap you'll ever use. Wow. I love that. I love that whole idea. I, I think it's very exciting. Um, it, I, I make a cleanser. I make my own cleanser from um, it, it's vinegar and tea tree and mint, peppermint oil, essential oils. And ooh. it smells amazing and it cleans everything. And I never use anything other than that. That's, is that like a toner? You use it as a toner on your skin? No, or? I don't use it on my skin. I use it to clean my house. And it's oh, I'm great. sorry. I thought you were... <laughs> Yeah, I no. say the vinegar. No, but that would be a good exfoliation, but it might be a bit much on it. Yeah, it's a little bit rough. But you know what? It's it's I don't like to use chemicals. I don't. And I'm no, I'm very sensitive right. to them and, and so if mm-hmm. I can find natural ways of cleaning and, and it smells good and mm-hmm. um you know, I like that. It smells clean. Mint smells clean. Peppermint smells clean and, and it's a nice scent and I agree. It's clean and refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. Lemon used to do that, and still does for the French. I love but in citrus, America, yeah. we think of it as pledge now because they put it. That's in right. Pledge. 
Isn't that sad? Because it's yeah. a gorgeous. Oh, it's. We were in uh, uh, Pompeii, and they had those massive, you know, lemons Lemon hanging rose. off the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in Pompeii in Italy, and they plucked one and sliced it, and it was like, oh my goodness, what a what a scent! You know, it was fabulous. And and then some Americans standing there saying, oh, it smells like pledge. Like, oh, oh well, lime, lime, work, lime works good too because I love the smell of lime. I go to mm. Mexico and you, you just open up a fresh lime and oh, mm-hmm. it's delicious. But I wear light blue perfume. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you? To Gucci, oh, Dolce & Gabbana. Or, or Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah because I really like a citrus and I like a green scent. So mm-hmm. I, I love all of that together. Yeah, it all works. Pretty cool. So let's go back to India for a moment because I want to understand, we're talking about impoverished women selling soap and making mm-hmm. soap and, and mm-hmm. cleaning, you know, uh, to cleanse their skin. What do you think it's going to cost as far as like, what could they sell it for and who can afford to purchase it? I, well, I think that the key is to keep it inexpensive, obviously, mm-hmm. because you want them to be able to get local sources inexpensively and sell it at a rate where it can be sold at local markets. And then you, you know, for future global stuff, then, then you can think about tariffs and all of that later on. That's the, 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 the key is to get them um, ingredients that keep the soap low cost and um, it's their own labor. Um, packaging you can do very simply. Uh, you, you know, you can wrap it in a piece of um, paper or you can wrap it with a piece of raffia if you want. Sure. Uh, yeah. You don't have to wrap it. You can take it to the market and chop it off as they're there and, you know, sell it uh, as they're standing there. Um, in terms of cost, I, at the moment, all I can say is that I know what it costs for us to make ours. Right. Um, and I know that a lot of the cost for us goes into getting things shipped in that are, that are yes. Our our costs are a little higher than a normal soap. You can go buy a dollars, you know, dollar bar of soap at the dollar store. Yeah. You're not going to get quality ingredients. Ours are no. going to be higher for that reason. For them, I think we have to make sure that the four basics are there. Some form of uh, uh, like we use the four: palm oil. Uh, I'm sorry, palm oil, olive oil, castor oil, and coconut oil. Right. I don't. I know they have neem. I don't, I'm aware that they have others. I don't know what they are in the area that Shivani has targeted as being part of that. That's part of the right. research we're we're working on right now. It's got to be yeah, kept cheap. We have to I go mean, back there, or we have to go there. We have to make a trip there and yeah, you know, scan out everything. We're going to be starting in in rural northern India. So everything, you know, we want everything to be locally sourced, of course, like Karen said, but also environmentally friendly, ethically tested. Sure. We're going to go to break. This is our last one. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off, Christina. We'll talk more about it when we come back. Stick around, everybody. We're coming back and we're going to end the show and you're going to find out a lot more about a drunken chemist. Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. 
Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Decades pass in the blink of an eye. Things change because time never stands still. Have you ever wondered what life was like in the proverbial way back when? Visit the historic Goodman LeGrand Home and Museum to witness a time capsule of days gone by. Located at 624 North Broadway in Tyler, Texas, with open hours of 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. every Tuesday and Saturday, it's more than worth your time. It's a must to remember life as it was. Call 903-531-1286. That's 903-531-1286 to learn more. Okay, and we're back with The Drunken Chemist. Karen and Christina are here. Karen, I wanted to ask you um, about The Drunken Chemist in, in, in the United States first. Um, you don't have a brick and mortar, you're online, you're word of mouth, you decided not to do a big marketing push as far as putting a lot of money into business cards and all kinds of um, you know, extraneous things that a lot of businesses do. So how successful are you? Well, we're, we, have, um, we have two full-time employees and I take a salary as well. So there are three of us actually that have salaries from the company. Great. Um, which is, I think, is pretty good for a yeah. company our size. Um, and we do pay consulting fees to our pharmacist and our, our wellness um, person. Um, we most of the money that we get, we end up putting back in. We are profitable. We we file profitable tax sure. um, things. Most of the orders that we get come from customizable orders, word of mouth. That's where we built the business, and that's still and that's a great it, way to do it. It really is. I mean, we have two to three large custom orders a month, you know, two to nice. 300 soaps kind of thing. And so, um, you know, for weddings, for showers, people are realizing that you can do something like that inexpensively, and it's much better than candy or, you know, yep. a, a frame you're going to throw out. Um, we're not huge. I mean, we run lean, so we're not um, – we don't have – a huge marketing budget or any of that. Although we do have um, some lovely pictures that Christina took that we've put in print ads in several places. <laughs> um, we do have business cards now. We finally okay. broke down and, and have business cards. Uh, our website, um, my husband's taken a break from his huge IT job, so he, he is rebuilding our website. Um, and um, and we, we really run on word of mouth. I think that that was how the business began to expand. My sister's in Arkansas, so she has a fairly large group of people there that order mm-hmm. from her. And from I, I get through Charlotte, uh, Christina gets through Chicago um, and L.A. So we're, we're building the business more that way. Nice. Uh, and that way we can respond immediately to people if they need a new soap or, you know, something, if there's a problem, we can take so it. So if I wanted to order, like, create the Frankie Picasso soap, which would be mm-hmm. crazy looking, um, mm-hmm. would, how long would that take? Uh, I could, I could, depending upon how much you're willing to tell me about what you want, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, you could have it in probably a week and a half, two weeks. Oh, that's incredible! Wow, that's yeah, awesome! Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, you, you, 
your products are, are free of toxins and pore clogging mm-hmm. chemicals. And we really like that. Um, and you said that, you know, you have the neem oil and, and other things that help calm irritation and balance skin and mood and all of that. So what is, what is wrong with the liquid bottle soap? Cause I know you said that we do oh. not like the liquid bottle soap. No, Why should no, we not no. use that? It's a well, the money. first, first of all, it's just a waste of yeah. money. It's, it's well, mostly that's... just water. It's just okay. it's not, not a quality. Generally speaking, you know, I know there's probably some out there that are nice, but they're not quality. They're, you know, they're, some of them are, are cruelty on animals. Some of the, the products are not organic, you know, or not all natural. Mm-hmm. And it's, and they're just fillers that you're putting on your skin. You're putting, you're basically putting toxins into your skin and making, drying out your skin more, causing more wrinkles, causing mm-hmm. skin irritations, things like that. And they also have the, I'm sorry to interrupt, they also have microbeads, a lot of them in them, and we're just now discovering. We had had a choice and, and had several people tell us, oh, you have to have microbeads, you have to, and I I bought a bag and let it sit there for about two months, and then doing research, and it's still sitting there. I will never use them. They are so damaging to the environment. We're just now learning how bad they are. Wow. They're, making them, they're making them illegal everywhere, too. Really? The, yeah, microbeads yeah. are starting to go away, finally. There well, are better ways to exfoliate your skin. Absolutely. Yeah. What, and, what uh, about, okay, if I, if I have a product that doesn't lather, does that mean that it's good or not good? Depends on your skin. I mean, it, really, you can have, lather is part of the surfactant, the soap that carries away most of the dirt. Mm-hmm. But some people like a creamy soap. And some people mm-hmm. like a bubbling soap. Men tend to like bubbling soaps. We have a, a lacrosse coach who uses our products, yeah. and and he loves stuff that smells like white tea. I, we won't go there, but he yeah. loves white tea bubbling soap, and so that's why we have to make them. Most people don't like the bubbling if they like a conditioning or creamy soap. They want the feeling of something left behind, you know, the right, little bit right. of cream. Yeah, I, I like to feel super moisturized, and my sister has oily skin, and she likes to be squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. So we, we, I, we I have a better for you know, so um, from a French company, very popular mm-hmm. European uh, soap company, and and it doesn't lather, and I'm like, I keep putting more and more, going, oh, you're going <laughs> to lather now, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it smells gorgeous, but it it just doesn't, and it drives me insane because I do like that creamy feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get cream, you can get cream and bubbling. Um, you just have to be very careful of what you're using because if you if you overcream it, you're not going to get bubbles. That's just the factor of you know how how something works. You know, cream, right. cream doesn't right. bubble because it's too viscous and all of that. It it depends on what your skin likes. I love bubbles. I've always loved bubbles. I like a soap that just you know get tons of bubbles on your face and it goes everywhere and it's just yeah. great. But um, that's as I mature, my skin has dried, and I'm I'm going to have to get away from that because bubbles are part of the cleansing process. Just have to kind of you, you have to go with what your skin tells you. You know, feels good. Right. You know, if, if it's your skin will tell you if you look in the mirror and oh, I look great today. Well, that's the soap you should be using. Yeah, yeah. Or your esthetician goes, you didn't use a, um, you know, something that exfoliant. <laughs> what are you not using? Really, really yeah, important. that's my well, thing. Important. You have yeah. to. Can we go back? To, I exfoliate three I times want, a week. You've got to. Yeah. yeah, I want to go back half a second to to liquid soap for just a second because it's such. I hate it so yeah. much. It is made of stuff that is deliberately drying to the skin because they want to sell you the moisturizer that you have to have which, to go which along. Which are we talking about? Most of them, the cheaper oh. ones, surely are mostly, but uh, most of them have 
agents that are added that are that are very oh. drying to keep it liquid. You're using a totally different base. You're using right. a potassium hydroxide, and potassium is a little stronger than uh, so, sodium hydroxide. So you're getting something that can be very drying to the skin, and they love that. You know, I have a friend who I finally talked her into using baby bergamot. I brought it to her, and it's cocoa butter based. And she came in the next day, and and she's my age, and she said, "My skin has never felt this good. I didn't have to put on moisturizer, and it's been a week, and her skin is looking just, you know, more and more uh, hydrated and plump. Nice. I mean, it, it it doesn't work that way for everybody. I'm not trying to say it's a, a yeah. cure, but it definitely makes a difference what you're using on your skin. And liquid soap is just don't buy it. Get, plus, get yourself a beautiful little soap dish, you know, and mm-hmm. put that Lux you know, bar of soap on there and just enjoy looking at that as opposed to the bottle sitting there that you're going to throw out at the end. Of you know, that's thinking. what I was going to talk about, actually, before we went to that one break, because I was just thinking about all the remnants of soap that people have mm-hmm. and that, you know, I've seen people put it all together into a big dish and... Um, And I was thinking, like, I wonder, can you make the soap? Uh, Like, the ladies in India, I'm specifically thinking of, you know, I'm thinking of this tray, and they can cut it up, and it can be, even the crumbles are, you know, worthy uh, of sale. Mm -hmm. Um, We use the shavings. Yeah, the shavings. Put them in those nets, the little nets, and then you have a fabulous little net. You can even, if you don't mind the, 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 the scent being mingled, you could put little bits of soap in those loving little nets and use them. I've seen them made okay, of that you don't that are ripped or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh, what a great idea. I hadn't even thought of that. Although I, I don't wear pantyhose much anymore. No, nobody does anymore. But you know what? <laughs> like, it's pretty cheap. You could buy it. That's true. It's very cheap. I hadn't even thought of it. And pretty colors. I the last bit. The last bit of soap, I'm using it there. Even when it gets really small, I can't, I can't let it go to waste because it's too good. Yeah. You, there's no reason to throw it out. You can use more. I... I I, Let's go back to I hate for a second because we don't have that much time. First of all, the the address of your um, web is uh, www.thedrunkenchemist.com. Okay, um, it is uh, we're switching over, so you might get to the old one, which is fine. There's all the lovely soaps are there. If you want anything custom, email us. I mean, whatever your wildest dreams. Your we email is. It. Um, you can get it on the website, but it's lab l a b t d c. Okay, and. Um, how expensive would a custom or, custom order be? Not that expensive. Not we, that expensive. We, like no, doable we know for most people. It, oh, definitely. We do um, all of our custom orders. We work with people to see what you know. We ask their price range first, and like, then what, we, is there a minimum order? I, if you want a bar, I'll make you a bar. You know, it, really? it, 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 yeah, You're it so gives me more time and like fun that. to figure out. You know, I, I'm learning every time I make a new bar of soap. So. I I would not mind making a bar from someone if that's what they want. I and, love your uh, attitude. You are unstoppable. You truly are. Uh, <laughs> let's go to India for one more time. You hope to be in the country uh, setting women up by what, 2017, 2018? Uh, yeah. I, I, within the next year, year and a half, um, we're working on getting funding um, very closely with Pathfinder. Right. Um, so we're hoping to make our, our first trip over there within a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and see, you know, um, scope out the place like we were talking about earlier as far as the resources go and where we're going to begin setting up with these women and, and I, you know, and, and developing a relationship with the women that we're going to be working with also. Right, right. And I'm thinking that, you know, possibly when you're there, there are partnerships with, with the people, you know, who have the oils or the flowers or the, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. something yeah, where, where, you know, oh, that might be a seed money start there too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That would be exciting with, with for us to get over too. there and, yeah. 
do something like what you'd mentioned before with um, Seven Virtues to get over there and find a supplier of something yeah, wonderful. Oh, awesome. That would be so great. Absolutely. You should reach out to Barb. I, really I'm going to email her as soon as we're off because yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly where we want to be. What she is doing, you know, it, that's what, who we are. That's what we yep. want to do. I, I, I read that. I feel that from, from you and, and I feel the passion and I really feel, you know, that it's real and true and it's not just, you know, something that people, uh, uh, you know, it's what everybody wants to do today to get the business. It, it really is in your heart um, no. to help other people. And I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always been about, um, and, and the people that work with us as well, that we um, ask to work with us, Christina and the others, it's all about giving back. It's all about the service. Right. Um, as you go along, making sure that what you're, what you're given is given back to people who need it. So, and that's, that's who we are. We may be called the drunken chemist, but we're not that whimsical. <laughs> what, do you, what, do your, what do your students feel about you? Do they know what you do? Yeah, some of them do. In fact, I actually taught a, a class this year to make soap. It was hysterical. It was so funny. <laughs> they actually, they were like, we can use this? They ended oh, wow. up making soap and taking it home. This was one of my high school classes. They gave them away as Christmas presents. Oh, it was awesome. adorable. And they, oh, they had the pretty pastel colors and the scents, and they, they loved the chocolate scent. It was just so exciting to see them make something and take it home. It was like... You know, your grandmothers have been doing this for hundreds of years, guys. But right. here, let me show you how to not buy a dollar bar of soap. Let me show you how to make soap. And that's all they talked about all year long. Was that's fantastic. Was we are at our last minute. Karen Batilio, Christina Russ, thank you so much for being my guest. You've been listening Absolutely. to the folks from The Drunken Chemist. And a shout-out goes to Pathfinder for sending them our way and for helping to do what you do in the world as well. And hopefully the seed money will come your way if anybody's listening and you want to uh, get involved with helping these ladies in India uh, become self-sufficient and help with their families. That would be fantastic. I am the unstoppable Frankie Picasso. You have been listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. Did you have one last word there, Karen? I was just going to say thank you because we will get there. Our pleasure. Oh, I know you will. will I know you will. Thank you, Frankie. We appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Goodbye, wherever you are in the world, day or night. We love you, and we will be back here next week, same time, same channel. Take care. Down, They didn't stop. Stories of people who, when the odds were against them, turned defeat into victory. You've been listening to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. See you next time, and always remember... Don't, 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 don't stop.